Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Buzz Knight develops and leads strategies that drive audio content and platform innovation for media companies by discovering top talent, building new engaged audiences, and creating new revenue streams and brand partnerships. Buzz led the content strategy for 14 years as the Senior Vice President of Greater Media, a multi-platform company with 21 digital and on-air radio stations in five U.S. markets. He began his career as an on-air personality and program director for four U.S. radio stations across the country, including CBS Radio's WZLX in Boston. For those of us in Boston, something uh, a radio station that we all know and love. Buzz rebranded the station and elevated it from the bottom of the local market to one of the top U.S. classic rock stations, and it's a consistent top five ratings leader nationwide. Welcome, Buzz. Thank you for having me, Ed. Great, great to be here today, uh, to have you here today. And I'm just wondering, you know, beyond what I just shared with our listening audience, what today are you doing in the marketplace? So I've been working on a couple of startup ideas, living the world of... uh entrepreneurial spirit, trying to get them off the ground. One is a uh, musician uh, fan uh, engagement platform. Um, The other is a global fitness training uh, platform. So working on those has taken a lot of time and it's been a lot of great learnings as well. Well, we've had entrepreneurs on our show and entrepreneurialism itself, a lot of people reflect, take bravery, right? That it takes bravery to do certain aspects of entrepreneurialism. It takes bravery to stick with entrepreneurialism because not all of our ideas tend to unfold the way that we wanted. Any thoughts or observations you have about the need or the relationship of bravery as it pertains to entrepreneurialism and the ideas that you're working on? I think it's well put that uh, that spirit requires bravery and resilience, which is uh, important with bravery as well. Um, It can be a very isolated experience. So I actually think it's beneficial for uh, entrepreneurs, even if they're working on completely different projects to, you know, stay close to each other and support each other. You know, I think that goes a long way because uh, it can be a lonely 
environment in the world of uh, trying to build something. Especially when you might be the only person who has that idea, can't talk much about it, right? So you don't give away any intellectual property inadvertently. And I've got to imagine that there are entrepreneurial networking groups or entrepreneurial places that people can connect with others and talk about what they're doing and the challenges that they face. Is that something that you find in the marketplace? Yeah, I found a new one that uh, is called Upstream, as an example, and that enables you to kind of do a quick speed date with uh, potential partners. So, yeah, there's people experimenting with different sort of versions of social networks, and that's one of them. And, uh, you know, I'm up for trying most of them. So, Well, that's great. Uh, Speed dating is also a important networking activity. I've been to events where you have two minutes to talk to somebody and tell them what you do and then rotate to the next person. That takes bravery, I think, for some people to actually sit down with someone they've never met and talk about in a succinct way what they do in a way that captures their attention and information. So, you know, I would imagine if we were specifically talking about bravery and entrepreneurialism, we could talk about that all day. And I think it's thinking on your feet, right? That that's part of it as well. So, yes, definitely. Yeah, it's a, a nonstop exercise. So, yeah, I'm curious, Buzz, when you think about bravery in the workplace, you know, what words or phrases come to mind that we could talk about for a few minutes? I think uh, resilience, as I mentioned, is important because it's the ability to sort of stay strong, be brave at important moments in time where uh, the organization or the you know entity needs it. Um, I think, you know, courage comes into that aspect as well. Once again, courage of conviction uh, and believing in what's what's right for the overall uh, mission. Um, and I think uh, empathy comes to mind as well, because I think uh, empathetic leadership uh, is is necessary when it comes to sort of the whole uh, organization, you know, living by uh, bravery and sort of a code. Well, those are three powerful words, resilience, courage, and empathy. And I'd love to start at the last and work backwards. Uh, you know, how do you define empathetic management? When you look at an empathetic leader or somebody who's influencing an organization through empathy, which I do believe requires bravery because it's not necessarily the most required or anticipated behavior. You know, what do you see? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing with that type of leader? Well, I think one of the aspects of it that is is often um, uh, misunderstood is um, that leader acknowledging mistakes or vulnerabilities or faults, uh, which takes extreme bravery. The ability to you know, reduce a conversation down to that honest level, um, I think goes a long way in uh, individuals building up confidence over the leaders that they're working for. Absolutely. I mean, a leader who meets you where you are, right? So if you've made a mistake or having difficulty and doesn't come with you arrogantly, you know, anticipating that you wouldn't make that mistake or not have that particular issue, but meet you where you are so that they can say, hey, what's happening? What's going on? You know, help me understand where you are and what you're thinking takes bravery, right? Because not all leaders think that that's how they should operate. And I think over time, it builds credibility as well in the leadership when that occurs, because it's just it's being transparent and 
and honest and letting it fly, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because certainly in U.S. culture, we anticipate that the more senior you are in an organization, the more perfect you are, right? So a president or CEO is perfect. And as you go down the uh, you know, food chain or the job matrix, uh, people are less authoritative and less perfect. But I think you and I both know in reality that CEOs and presidents are human just like anybody else and can make mistakes and need to demonstrate vulnerability in order to demonstrate credibility. It's ironic because a lot of people who think because they are senior leaders have to be perfect have very little credibility because everyone knows they're not perfect. Nobody can be perfect. And yet they operate or act that way. They never admit a mistake. It's always a reason for it. Instead of just saying, hey, I think there's a better way that we could have handled this. We didn't do this as good as we could have. And I want to take ownership for that, right? To me, that adds, to your point, credibility to the person using those words. And I think in today's world, what we've all been through, empathetic leadership, um, I think organizations are crying out for that. Definitely. You know, I would say, and not to get political, but certainly one of the first U.S. presidents who I thought demonstrated some empathy was Barack Obama. You know, uh, up to that point, I never remembered a president ever get up in front of the world and or at a press conference and say, hey, I don't think we handled that as well as we could have, or hey, we might have made a mistake in how we interpreted that, which is okay, right? Because nobody expects everything that the U.S. government does is correct. And yet, uh, you know, since then and before him, it's not been the experience that we have had. Uh, you know, other people get up there and they never admit or never even acknowledge that anything that they had done was wrong. And again, I say it's ironic because they don't realize that it is influencing their credibility in a negative way. And, and I, I think uh, empathy also um, is one of those things that it's not in a package, right? It's real. It's genuine. And it's it's believable because it's so transparent. Right. I, I think it is a human behavior. Uh, I think it can be taught. I think it's very hard for some people. There are some people who demonstrate very little empathy, especially in the workplace. Giving a leader feedback that they could be more empathetic, I think, takes bravery in order to do that. But it is a real personal other person type relationship. It's not about me. It's about you and what you're experiencing and what you're going through that I want to learn more about so I can help you make a better outcome. And hopefully we're up for a reset as a society allowing for that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. How about resilience? You mentioned resilience as a, a word you think of when you think about bravery at work. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you were thinking? Yeah, I think when it comes to uh, challenging times, challenging marketplaces, um, I think resilience in the core belief that an idea is the right idea and the right mission uh, is is vital uh, to see it through and to make sure it gets maximized and 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 has a chance to if it's a new idea go to market. So I think we um, we 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 sometimes look at the workforce and I think we don't really um, you know match that empathy with the need for resilience and the need to be steadfast to see something through. So. I think it's just um, 
I think in personal life and professional life, uh, resilience uh, has been called for a lot more in today's society. And I think we have to acknowledge it and respect it and cultivate it. Absolutely. I think those are key words that I'm not sure exist. You know, the, the way that you acknowledge something, the way that you experience something, the way that you cultivate it. Uh, if it's absent, your likelihood of doing it is significantly less than if a leader is stating, hey, this is how we want to behave. I want to have a more resilient organization. So let's learn some of the skills associated with resiliency, which I think includes being brave at work and telling each other things that we need to tell each other to help each other. You know, that's one of the ironies as well about bravery in the workplace that uh, under the right context, what I share with you is designed to help you, not hurt you or insult you. And yet again, we just don't do it. You know, we just don't say things to each other that can potentially help them. How? And I think I, I think we've we've reached this point at times in the workforce and in society where um, it's okay to acknowledge that something needs a second chance uh, to be able to you know whether it's an individual or an idea survive. Um, and I think it, you know we all learn from that. I believe. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the concept that almost in all cases everyone deserves a second chance. I know we're not talking about that today, but second chances, A, require bravery, and B, can alter the outcome of a situation significantly. How about you, Buzz? Uh, you know, do you have a story or uh, you know, a reflection that you can share about bravery in the workplace that can help educate our listeners? Sure. One really comes to mind, and when I think about it, I think about how um, in the most perfect scenario of, of a team, uh, which is so critical uh, for work and collaboration, um, the idea of the team and the spirit of the team has everybody picking each other up. And I, I think about a situation um, back uh, quite some time ago where I had a uh, morning show that I managed. And um, the uh, lead uh, member of the morning show um, was going through um, the death of his wife to cancer. And um, his bravery was so amazing how he showed up every day, even if he uh, was in a position that he had been up all night caring for his wife. Uh, he was tireless and he. Um, he, he just never let up. And um, so there was his bravery. But the other element of bravery were his his other members of his team, meaning the other members of the show, um, because this was extreme bravery in the form of each of them picking each other up uh, and then picking the leader up during the time where he needed it. Um, it was a true spirit of friendship, uh, of, of really, you know, everybody looking out for each other, particularly the man who was going through it. Uh, and it, it was an amazing story. And the, the truth of it also was the listeners never really knew any of this was going on. He was not somebody who really shared his, his personal uh, story. Uh, that was not the type of person and is not the type of person that he is. So the listeners never detected it in terms of performance by him 
for the show. Uh, it was tremendous bravery, and uh, I'll never forget that courage. Absolutely. And, you know, all of us can be impacted by a significant personal event that us uh, interacts or in, uh, interjects in some ways with our professional life. And I'm just wondering, Buzz, I know you're not him, but, you know, as we think about being brave at the workplace and the reality that personal situations can influence significantly our professional lives, what do you think his motivation was? Do you think he wanted to ensure that his personal life didn't impact his professional life so that it just wasn't one big thing, but two separate worlds? Do you think, you know, he wanted to ensure that he kept the two separate so that his personal situation didn't influence his professional life? I mean, any thoughts or observations on you know what his motivation was to ensure that nobody knew that he was experiencing a traumatic life event that for some of us might have impacted us professionally as well? This is at the core of who, who this man was and is. Uh, he's just that true consummate professional that doesn't want anything to come between uh, what is his work is and anything that would interfere it. So that's exactly who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, significant, significant situation that can impact any of us at any time. Well, Buzz, fantastic. It has been great speaking with you today. And I'm wondering how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to chat more about the work that you're doing, your entrepreneurial adventures or uh you know your stories about bravery sure so i appreciate it i can be reached at buzz b-u-z-z at buzz night with a k media.com all one word buzz at buzznightmedia.com. that's how i can be reached all right great well buzz thanks again so much for sharing your stories about bravery and the words that you shared which again for our listeners resilience courage, empathy. If you utilize those more in the workplace, your likelihood for being braver at work is greater. Thanks again, Buzz. Thank you for having me, Ed. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.